everybody. Welcome to another episode of Peer Review, uh, a sub-series of the Recommended Experiences podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Tiffany, and I'm joined by um, two of our group today, uh, Matt hey. and Yasser. Hey, hello. Now, today's episode, we'll be talking about the Netflix miniseries, The Queen's Gambit, which came out earlier this year. Uh, the three of us have watched it, and we have a couple things to say. Uh, so I think I'll start. I liked it. Uh, to be honest, I think I was a little... <laughs> <laughs> <And that's it. laughs> <laughs> well, All right, I guess, see you guys next time. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, I think I was the last of the group to start the show... I finished it over the weekend. Tell us how you finished it, because that was apparently a story and a half. Fine. So basically, I watched the first episode, and then I didn't come back to the show for like three days. Mm. And then on a Saturday, I, I started back up episode two, and then I just finished it like in one go. And can you explain to our viewers why you would do that? (laughs) It just kept playing Yasser. It just was like, <laughs> hey, next episode. And then before I could, like, you know, re reawaken my PS5 controller, it just <laughs> happened, you know? Like, because it turns off, because episodes are so long, that controller Classic turns off. Netflix. And then mm-hmm. I'm just, like, watching the Netflix. And I'm like, okay, I guess I'll watch another one. Mm. Uh, um, so, I it's mean. It's ridiculous t- that Netflix doesn't have the option to turn that off, the autoplay option yeah just in the menu just in the menu like when you're scrolling through the things that's my like biggest gripe with netflix oh yeah how it like yeah like it just auto plays like the trailer and i'm like no i just want to read it i don't want to (laughs) like listen to the first five seconds every freaking time of the whole yeah anyway so i spent a saturday watching six episodes of the queen's camp oh Oh my god um I I honestly went so I kind of have mixed feelings about it like I enjoyed my time with it but to be honest I don't know that I would necessarily go out of my way to recommend this to people I think if people are interested in chess or like want a story of a coming of age like a girl's coming of age story in the 1960s maybe um, but I don't know. I guess it's like the chess tournaments were really neat. I know the rules of chess. However, there were things that I didn't know, uh, such as honestly the clock, the whole clock thing. Um, like growing up, I didn't really, I've seen the clocks in movies or in TV shows, but I never really understood the purpose of it until the show explained, you know, in particular tournaments are like, oh, in this tournament, each player gets 90 minutes total. And so when you hit your side of the clock, it turns on the time for the opponent i didn't know yes, that that's what the clock is for <laughs> that was neat um i also didn't know that when the pawn reaches the end of the board you can exchange it for another piece uh that's a rule that i had not i mean honestly i guess i was like oh i guess i only learned how the pieces moved <laughs> like <laughs> when i learned quote unquote learned how to play chess in my early years um but i think the Honestly, the little girl at the beginning with the flat affect really just kind of creeped me out for most of the story. Um, She has really, I hope to see her in more horror movies in the future. Uh, But I think, I don't know, she was kind of hard to, obviously, like the actor or the character was hard to read. So she was not very relatable. 
Um, I mean, obviously, I'm not oh. a prodigy. What? Okay, I'm just Yasser. <laughs> let me just speak my piece, and then I'll, I'll give you the floor. Um, but I guess, like you know, she was just a silent prodigy. Um, I liked mm-hmm. seeing her grow through the or learn the chess um, playings with Mr. Scheibel. Oh, by the way, this is a spoiler. Filled <laughs> episode. <laughs> we'll just do something at the end, and maybe Alex can put it at the front. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Oh, uh, my bad. Uh, this is spoilers. Uh, for obviously, the three of us have watched the entire season of the show, but um, I really liked kind of her relationship with uh, Mr. Scheibel. I was very angry with her when she cursed at him, and then my heart. Oh, that was great. <laughs> my heart like melted at the last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, like I cried when she Revisited saw that. Yeah, 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 when she basically saw that he was keeping a like collage of her triumphs and um history and newspapers, mm-hmm. and then saw the photo, which by the way, real awkward photo, you guys, real I awkward. Like, I feel like that was such a good representation of that time because like that's how a lot of those photos, photos look like. Are t- like. I guess that's true. <laughs> They just, it, Mr. Scheibel looked like he had that deer caught it in the headlights. He so shocked because yeah. it's like such a big flash, <laughs> well, you know, like I, that's the thing. <laughs> I feel like part of it was like he didn't know if he was allowed to be like close to her, you know, like yeah, that's the, fair. Whole, the whole relationship was kind of private and secret. Yeah. So he doesn't know if he can like, you know, hug her or like put her arm around her. Like that's obviously not going to fly. So that's kind of what yeah. made the picture even more awkward. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's true. Um, and then just seeing her grow throughout, you know, having the different relationships. I actually thought it was, I, I liked how the tables turned when she was having that awkward relationship with Beltic. And then like right after they sleep together for the first time, she's just like smoking a cigarette and like going back to her books Versus the time when she slept with um, freaking Benny dude. Watts. Benny? Oh. Yeah, Benny. Oh. And then she's just like, oh. And then he's like, hey, you should do this move at the game. And she's just like, are you serious? And I was like, oh, ho, ho, the table. Just like shows how much more she cared. <laughs> yeah, or for Benny. Had, yeah, ben- had more feelings yeah, for, then- for Benny. Yeah, than Beltic. But yeah, I thought it was neat. I liked the the part in Russia. Um, I really loved how everyone loved her. Mm-hmm. Um, I also thought it was a great move for her to learn Russian, mm-hmm. but yeah. So I, I enjoyed my time with it. I don't know that I would necessarily be like, man, you should, everyone should watch it, you know, cause chess is such a very um, methodotic sport. And like, you know, Alex was, Alex um, didn't watch the show. He was in chess club in school wow. when he was younger and he'd asked me like hey can you like follow their moves like can you follow the play and i was like no because they kind of like pan in and out of the chessboard so they'll skip you know pieces being taken and pieces being yeah. moved yeah i think yeah. that was on purpose I right, don't think of course. they were trying to like write a tutorial on how to <laughs> play chess. and honestly the like ever. the majority yeah. of the audience has no idea like any of the moves right. that they're doing right mm-hmm. no for sure i like Totally. But then I meant, you know, when I said to him, like, oh, you don't see the move. He's like, oh, okay. You know, he was like, okay, whatever. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of my take on it. So since Yasser likes being last, I guess I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll keep the tradition. Yeah. Um, so 
I am known across the land as being a pretty uh, trash chess player myself. Um, I don't. Oh, is that right? Yeah, <laughs> actually, pretty <laughs> pretty bad at it. Um, I've I played on like the computer or whatever, but and I know how they work. Um, I'm just not. It's not something I put a lot in into. So I I didn't like it didn't grasp me right at first. And Yasser is the reason why I watched it because he had recommended it to me. Um, and so I was like, well, I, I at least owe it to our friendship to <laughs> give this a good whirl. <laughs> and honestly, like the first three episodes, I was questioning that friendship because I was like, what is this about? <laughs> I might just need to break this off. <laughs> I'm like, all right, like we got to get rid of this. Um, the first three episodes, um, when they went to her past self, I was, it was very interesting because I really didn't care anything about that small child. And like, this is just yeah. being honest. I just didn't. And like, I agree with you, Tiffany. I didn't connect to her. And I think it's because she, you know, she's just a small child. Like she has, there's hasn't been any development and it's just like a blank slate. And I think at first I hated it, but towards the end, I could see why that was so important to the whole story as a whole, because um, I watched I guess it was the first two episodes I wasn't, like, jiving with. But then I I watched episode three, four, five, and six, like, all together. And then we taped our last recording, um, or I guess two recordings ago, or was it one recording ago? Whatever. It was one recording ago. Um, during me watching the finale. And as soon as we stopped taping, I went straight back to Netflix and finished it off. And like, I was so invested into this character because she started off as chess is a single player game. And I think something that they kind of reinforced is like, why are the Russians so good? The Russians are so good is because they all help each other and they all work together because chess to them is not a single player sport. It's a team sport. And that kind of like when you start realizing that that's like, that theme is so much in every single episode and towards the end like i i physically felt something when she gets on the phone and it's benny and who else is there oh man yeah are those twins <laughs> and who else is there baltic and who, like this like she made a team from this person that was literally an orphan and had nothing and she started to have you know a friendship with jolene um, and then Jolene coming back was amazing. That was a great I callback. I loved that. I did Jolene was such a strong character throughout. And that, you know, Jolene is, you know, sitting. Was she on, like, on the kitchen floor or kitchen counter or something? Like, she gets the news about her winning. And it's, like, that. just that she built this, like, family and almost, like, this brotherhood through this. I, I thought there was, like, extreme character development on her part. And I really enjoyed it. I, th I thought it was great. I think it is something that is a slow burn because you have to get through kind of the foundation building. But once you get through it, I feel like the payoff is so worth it. Um, so I I enjoyed it. Um, and, you know, that's, I guess, just my general <laughs> general synopsis of what I felt. So would you recommend it? Um, yeah, if we want to do that section now. I... Um, <laughs> i i think i would and i i have um the problem is is 
I personally struggle with like hour shows and this is just me personally but one thing that I really value in a show is character development I think that's the biggest thing for me and like something that when I trace back what I think is a great show it's it has to have a really strong character arc and I think this is one of the strongest character arcs um, that I've seen especially come through Netflix Um, Mm -hmm. and honestly it's it goes without saying this is the best or the most interested i've ever been about chess <laughs> uh, <laughs> probably will ever be do i like did i pick up a chess board no <laughs> but um i i enjoyed my time so i would recommend it yeah i remember when i was first recommending it uh, to you guys for a potential peer review um, i knew that matt probably would end up liking it because We had talked about in the past what we liked and didn't like about shows, mainly what we liked. And we talked about the fact that we both enjoy um, when shows really take their time to develop the characters and you really invest your time and emotion into the characters that you're watching. And I feel like Queen's Gambit absolutely um, fits the bill in that respect. I, I agree with a lot of what both of you mentioned. Um, the character in the beginning obviously is not someone that you're going to be <laughs> trying to be best friends with, obviously. <laughs> um, but really, it, it brings, it introduces you to Beth in a kind of mysterious way. You don't know what's going on. You get glimpses of what caused her to become an orphan, but you don't really understand uh, what really led to that. And so I enjoyed that kind of mystery um, early on, and that's what kind of kept me going early on w- before I really understood a lot of the character uh, interactions that we were going to get. Um, but as we started going, like after that first episode, I started to realize how amazing the cast of this show is. All the way from the, the main actress that plays Beth to... Uh, the janitor yeah. <laughs> uh, on the show. All Mr. of them Scheibel. had Mr. Scheibel. <laughs> they all had incredible performances across the board. It was insane how good the cast on this show was. Mm-hmm. And that goes back to the fact that they really took their time on developing these characters. Um, and there really is that payoff in the end, like Matt was talking about in that final episode. And um, same thing that Tiffany mentioned. I will say. It's funny that you bring up that specific part because that might have been probably if I had to pick the weakest link of any of the episodes, it would be that portion. And it's not because I didn't like the fact that they kind of came together. Mm-hmm. I, I had the same emotion that you did when they uh, had that phone call and they were all there. I thought that was awesome. But I almost felt like that part of the story arc was a little rushed. Like they all seemed like they were kind of separate they weren't really working together for the majority of the show like up until like six like through six of seven episodes they barely really helped each other they were really just competing against each other all the time and then we kind of fast forward to that like hey we're best friends we're in this together kind of phase especially with the fact that she took that little brief intermission where she was kind of just crumbling apart and was nowhere to be found Mm -hmm. so i thought that was a little sudden but I agree with that. that's probably the weakest link of the story arc, in my opinion. And that's not, like I said, I actually enjoyed that. It's just I felt like it was a little rushed. Mm-hmm. You said you agreed with that, Tiffany? Yes, because I'm also like, 
How did like Beltic freaking like overnighted himself to New York City <laughs> right? into yeah, Benny's apartment? Wild. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> yeah. and he found Matt and Mike, the twins. Like I was like, yeah. How did Towns? Did Towns call them up together? Like honestly, even I would have taken a throwaway scene of Towns like calling, hey. We need a favor or some BS. Yeah, you know what I yeah. mean? Right. Like, right. But I, I think that that just has to be assumed that that happened because you mm-hmm. wouldn't have gotten that emotional response if you had right. that. The surprise episode. was part of it. So, like, the surprise was part of I it. I agree right. with what you guys are saying, but I, I feel like because I feel like even in episode four, like Benny was talking to her about how the Russians work together. And so I feel like there were threads of that theme starting. That like you didn't get to see the full picture until episode seven. So like I see what you guys are saying, um, but like I I thought it worked really well just because I feel like you got that like gut wrenching reaction of like wow there's so much emotion <clears throat> going on from Beth. You're tearing like, up right now. Beth's getting emotional. <laughs> like I can't help myself. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> um, that emotion you see from Beth, like you feel that emotion with her. That mm-hmm. ultimately. For probably five episodes, I would say, like roughly, she's pretty emotionless. Like she doesn't show much emotion yeah, at all. Like she's real. almost robotic. And so the last couple episodes when Jolene is introduced, like yet again, like that's when she kind of comes back to herself and becomes more of a human again. And like I feel like that's the strong anchor that brings this all together. I feel like that's just part of her character, though. And I think, like, you're making a valid point. Um, and you're really just seeing that development of Beth, the character, mm-hmm. where she's becoming, she's allowing people to be introduced into her life. She's not pushing people away like she she did so many times. But to go back to the, a lot of the points that you just mentioned, I feel like you see that you feel that emotion on a lot of the different episodes throughout. So I'm not saying Beth specifically, but there's a lot of emotional and powerful scenes, in my opinion, throughout this, the the show that really gripped me and made me want to continue to watching. Um, I mean, really, there's so many things that the show touched on. You have incredible stories about grief that she goes through really early on, um, substance abuse, abuse with both anti-anxiety meds and alcohol yeah um, both beth and her uh, foster mother obviously the trauma that comes through that um, the broken adoption system that we have in this country mm-hmm. uh, the gender role assumptions that you saw on display throughout especially the fact that this is a very male dominant sport and you have beth kind of throwing that all um <laughs> into like I don't even know what to call it, but it's obviously very weird and awkward early on for a lot of the characters that she mm-hmm. she meets. Yeah. Also, I really didn't like her like first magazine article on life was just all about her being a woman. Yeah. I hate, I hate exactly. That. Right. And for me, I felt like it touched on each of these topics, in my opinion, in very powerful but subtle ways. Mm-hmm. It was never in your face like, hey, women are the best. Um, we're all about women empowerment. It's really the way that they did it in a subtle manner mm-hmm. to introduce you to how things were back in that time period yeah. and where we've come uh, up until that point. And there's obviously things that we haven't fixed, like how children are adopted and the 
millions of children they go unadopted year after year and i like that portion of the story early on i agree with you the character was kind of dull blank but you start to not only see that part of the story but you also see what got her into the substance abuse that she carried with her up until her mid 20s mm-hmm. um so i'll let you take it from there and then i'll i'll, I'll bounce back in <laughs> yeah like i i completely agree like the three of us are pharmacists and you know we deal a lot with substance abuse you know day in and day out and i i feel like it's interesting to see more of a realistic um representation of it because by episode five which is like and i might be miss miss doing this because it's been like a week and a half and you know my mind is slipping i guess um but like your mind is (laughs) um episode five um when she kind of relapses into substances you know whether that's alcohol and you know librium which is just a benzo um i i don't know about you guys but i was like no no stop it (laughs) (laughs) like no you were doing so well like your career was going off and like socially you're doing well and like you were just skyrocketing and then to see that kind of all come to a head like it took like one moment one event for her to kind of go back and revert to that and i feel like that's like a very real representation of what we see you know in our own practices um which i appreciate them going to that because it was very an it's an uncomfortable thing to talk about um but it's something that's very very real um it's just as real today as it was then. Um, and then touching on, you know, what you talked about, about, you know, kind of gender roles, especially like in the chess community. One thing that I felt very, very powerful was um, I, when she started in Russia and they were talking about how this is like so out of the ordinary to have a woman, you know, fight against these giants in the chess, you know, whatever realm um, and they kind of pan over to a female that is in the stands and she's like the top woman player in Russia, but she doesn't have a chance to do it because she's in Russia and like Russia won't, they want men to play men and women to play women, like not based upon skill alone, but just based upon their, their gender. Um, and like that kind of brings it back to like, oh yeah, that's probably exactly how it was back then. Like the historical accuracy is probably right there. And, like, we may not see that as much today, but uh, it's still here, like, if you look close enough. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. So I I think that it took a lot of social things that may be uncomfortable for us to look at for entertainment purposes. Like, this isn't a documentary. This is for entertainment and um, puts it in full display for us to see. And I think they did a good job. Like, I I really appreciated those. Yep, absolutely. And... I mean, one thing I didn't even touch on was the civil rights movement that they touched on with one of her foster sisters, which I thought was a nice little touch as well. Um, But one other thing that someone had mentioned to me was the crazy, the crazy amount of set design that they had to go through for the Mexico City scenes, because apparently those were as authentic as it gets as far as making sure that the setting looked exactly like it was in the time period. And so that obviously, I mean, we weren't alive (laughs) uh, during that time, but the fact that they had that kind of um, like precision with all the different set designs that they had throughout the show um, only goes to show how much thought they put into every single scene that they had on the show. Um, That's kind of what really came through with me is 
how expertly made the show was like there's not very many shows that i feel like the cinematography matches what i would expect of like a triple a movie like I expect this for a Christopher Nolan movie um, as far as being particular about every scene that's made, but I'm not expecting this out of a Netflix show. I'm not saying that this is of quality of a Christopher Nolan or one's better than the other, but really just having that quality of cinematography for a Netflix show, I thought really blew me away. And that's what kept me coming back as well over and over again. One of the scenes that I thought was really emotional was... um, when she came back after getting second place and she found out that her mother died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That came out of nowhere. Yeah. Like I was not expecting that at all. And those kind of scenes that just put you, that just make you sit back and just think about things like alcohol abuse and what that can do to wreck families. Um, I just thought there were a lot of really powerful moments that, really made me love the show as a result and it made me think about specific scenes of the show days and even a week or two after i finished the show and obviously not everyone's going to be able to connect with the show the same way but that's just kind of what really uh, gripped me the most uh you know to be honest like the reason why i started queen's gambit was because i heard a review or i heard someone say that this is the most sports anime show ever sports and anime yes so sports, What's anime, sports anime sports anime is a genre so like have you ever heard of prince of tennis or haikyuu or yuri on ice like there's like japanese anime of sports as like the main focus and haikyuu is about volleyball prince of tennis is obviously about tennis and then Yuri on Ice is about figure skating. Like, Japanese animation um, loves, like, kind of making these niche um, anime shows about, you know, sports teams. Like, this young, like, on Prince of Tennis, it's this, like, young, um, up-and-coming tennis prodigy kid that is, like, going into high school and, like, starts entering tournaments, yada, yada. And then um, Haikyuu's about, sport, like, high school sports volleyball teams. And they're kind of like their own little genre. And after I heard that this show is similar to a sports anime, I was like more on board with it. And when I watched it, I like completely agreed with that statement. Hmm. So audience, if you know what I'm talking about, maybe this is for you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, you know, it's seeing her grow um throughout the show was really nice uh that really kept also kept me going um I agree with you also the set design was awesome I was kind of um I guess the muted colors was a choice and I I mean I saw it more of like a color like the colors of the time kind of thing or like movies uh set in their late 60s early 70s kind of have those similar I guess, like, filters. I don't know how to explain it. It just... The color choices were a little bit muted, and I... It kind of made me feel down, to be honest. Like, when I was... I mean, obviously, it's a very heavy show. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think that they definitely made it with care, and I enjoyed it. I just think it's it's for a particular audience, in my personal opinion. Um, But any other final words? 
Well, I guess my final word would be that I would recommend it as an experience because no one asked me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I thought but, it was alluded that you were like, I recommended it to you guys. He technically <laughs> already recommended it to me. So like, yeah, you, you recommended it. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. Sorry, apologize. But but I will asked. say, I in my opinion, I don't feel like you need to really love chess to enjoy this show. I have actually recommended it to a few of my friends who literally have no idea how to play chess. Like literally they don't even know how to use the chess pieces. And they came back to me saying how much they loved the show. So I would give it a chance. I think if you can, if you enjoy it within two episodes, then you're going to probably enjoy the entire series. But if you're kind of still on the fence within one or two episodes, you can probably move on because it's probably not a show that you're going to end up liking or it's less likely. But like Matt said, it's not out of the realm of possibility either. Give so. it three. And Give it three. Because <laughs> okay. it, it took... We'll, it we'll took, settle with three. It took three episodes it, for me to get into it. Mm-hmm. You are you are right. It is a very slow burn. Mm-hmm. You, okay. uh, sorry, I, I thought you were going to mention something else. Oh, no. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> I was just saying, give it... You know, like, it is a slow burn. And I think I kept doing it i was going to watch it no matter what because i just wanted to see like what it ended up because i was like yasser gave this recommendation it must be for something um (laughs) and so after two episodes to where it's mostly in the past i wasn't feeling it but as soon as the actual like beth actress really did a lot of her magic like and it's through something that's very boring i'm not going to go to a chess match ever Like, if I do, it's going to be by accident, all right? Um, But I felt so nervous because I was like, how is this going to end? And you're not watching these pieces, so you don't – it does all the interpreting for you because the the cool thing about it is that I have no idea what's going on. But you can tell from the face of Beth and from the face of her competitor, they are doing all these nonverbal communication of – defeat or success or joy or anything (laughs) like when a really cocky person comes to the chessboard and like plays all these moves and then the joy just like gets sucked out of his face because he realizes like oh she just effed up my night i don't know (laughs) um but like it it does all that non-verbal and i I feel like the mm -hmm. actors and actresses that were chess players did a great job in not saying a word but showing so much emotion just on their face yeah, and let me mention, too, that I think if you do like chess, you're going to like it even that much more. I, I don't feel like I'm, obviously, I am not a chess connoisseur, but I do understand how to play chess. I don't know the specific strategies of how to play chess, but I can follow literally an entire chess game, no problem, and understand like what someone is trying to do when they're moving specific pieces across the board. And so I think... In that sense, if you're a big chess player or you used to play chess a lot, you're going to like this show a lot because I talked to one of my, uh, someone I know, uh, my RPD is was actually a big chess player <laughs> when he was growing up and he was in the chess club, the whole shebang. And he talked about how the directors brought in grandmasters to go through some of the moves uh, of the of the actual games that they would play. Um, to really get a good idea of how to go about directing various chess matches throughout the 
throughout the show. Hmm. And so there really was a lot of attention to detail, even in that respect, too, where there is sometimes for me where, uh, like you mentioned, they wouldn't show the chess move. And it was like a pretty important scene. I was like, what the fudge? I want to see what that move was. <laughs> but they like I think they did that intentionally because they didn't want to really confuse people any more than they needed to if people didn't come in with that um, income and knowledge. So it makes sense. Um, but I feel like if you do enjoy chess, you're going to like it even that much more. Um, but for me, it really came back to the performances of the show. I would be shocked if there weren't a lot of rewards or awards given mm -hmm. like Emmys oh, yeah. for this show. I would be shocked because yeah. it really was so well made that even if you don't like chess, like both Tiffany and Matt aren't really in that much into chess and yet they still saw something they liked about the show so that's really when you know that you've got a good show in your hands is like people that really aren't the target audience are still finding ways to enjoy it um, so I I loved it <laughs> I will be recommending it to anyone who I think um, likes good cinematography film or just um someone who wants something a little bit of a deeper emotional connection to uh, what they're watching. If you're trying to watch something that's a little bit more, uh, you know, laid back, laid back. Yeah, exactly. This is probably not your show. You're probably going to end up feeling way too much emotion when you're tr just trying to relax. So I definitely get it from that respect. But if you do want something to really sink your nails in, I think the queen's gambit is a perfect choice. Okay, great. Thanks for listening to this episode of Peer Review. Uh, and I hope we'll come back with our next one soon. Bye. Bye. Wow, no plug? Um, you should say something she clever. She's supposed to... She's supposed to... No, she's supposed to plug the... Uh, okay, no plug. <laughs>